0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Mike Mo from Street Fighter Assassin's Fists. You are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, Nintendo finally give us a rundown of new games coming to the Switch on their latest Direct Mini Showcase. We say thank you and farewell to the creator of the Dreamcast, and in our final stage, I reviewed Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start with your host, Dex Aria Josiah. Power up in game on. Welcome back to another game filled episode of Select Start, the video game podcast for TalkTime Live. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, and we got some news to talk about this week uh, some loaded news involving Nintendo. And uh, in our just pretty much a Nintendo filled episode, so if you're not a Nintendo fan, which virtually almost everybody is, you know, you might as well stick around because we got a lot of things to talk about here. But if you're an Xbox fan or PC fan only, you know, wait till next week we'll have probably talk about something there maybe but this is going to be pretty much a nintendo filled up so we got the rundown of games announced by nintendo and the recent nintendo direct mini and to me this was not much of a mini this was like some very impactful news that they provided here and in our final stage i will be reviewing or i'll give my review of fire emblem warriors uh three hopes which is their follow-up uh warriors game from the last one this one focuses on the three houses uh game that just came out uh a little earlier last year and uh looking forward to talking about that because uh this may be one of the deepest warriors games ever so i'll get to that but before we do that let's get to some news and sadly i gotta report this because we lost a legend and i absolutely consider him an industry legend um he is responsible for one of the greatest game consoles to ever come to in the gaming industry that is the sega dreamcast um bernie stoller who is the creator of the sega dreamcast passed away recently and he died at the age of 75 this man is responsible for creating a game console that provided some of the most hardcore games you could ever play. And I can run down a list of like some of my best gaming experience to this day still. And you know, I'll give second credit to the Nintendo switch, but it was something about the Dreamcast that really kind of stood out and really stepped the game up for everybody else. And it was unfortunate because it was like, this was the final console for Sega. They apparently, they sold quite a bit, but not enough for them, apparently. They sold over nine million units of this console. This console, mind you, for those who never got a chance to play, it was so innovative in a way. It was really like kind of innovative in a way that Nintendo was innovative. They, first the library consisted of some of the best arcade games that during the time, especially it it was really heavy on fighting games. Uh, a lot of the SNK Neo Geo games was ported to that console. You had so a lot of the Capcom, some of Capcom's absolute best, like X-Men versus Street Fighter, um, Marvel versus Capcom, all those games. SNK versus Capcom was one and two was on air as well. Um, Last Blade, all these games that, you know, it's just awesome. like these, these really, really awesome fighting games were on air and even more. Cause here's my situation. I went and got the imported version of the dreamcast, which I believe came out a year earlier. And if you heard, if you heard the, uh, the podcast special that I had with Boris Aguilar from Sunday night's main event, then, you know, we talked about this, how we used to go to places like I used to go in Chinatown where you would get your, you know, PlayStation or Sega modded, or you would get import games or whatever like that. Well, there were game stores around the way where we got, you know, imported stuff like that. We could get early access to things. And I got a, you know, Japan version of the Dreamcast, which allowed me to play some games that weren't coming to the actual states. I loved doing it. It's like treasure hunting to me. And I got that first. And then later on, I went and got the U.S. version. Now, what I also did was you could do swap disc and start playing American games on, you know, Japan games in America and vice versa and all the stuff. You know, you could do all that down the line. But it was just unbelievable that, you know, just getting to play some of the games that we played in arcade. Because, you know, during that era, video games were so awesome. And it's not to say it's not now. It, it is actually... It is better now because of the landscape that we are in right now and the evolution of gaming, you know, the game development that we've gotten into. But in terms of just arcade hits and arcade, you know, classics, the Dreamcast provided it all and more, you know, Um, we got to see Soul Calibur for the first time. We got to see move for the first time. You know, that legendary series by Yu Suzuki. Uh, virtual fighter, like just so many great things about that system. Uh, you know, bastard, you know, I know a lot of people played that game and stuff like that. I can list a dozen games and I still own some of those games. I may mean, not, I don't even know if I own it. I think I still have the console. Maybe, maybe in my closet in this office. I know I have the Nintendo 64 still in there with the, uh, instant replay, uh, cartridge tr- to play imports and all the stuff there. But, I know I still have some of the, the Versus games, the disc for the Versus games on the Dreamcast in there too. And the other thing that made the Dreamcast so awesome, oh, I should I should mention Sonic Adventures was also in there, which was arguably one of the best Sonic games at the time. Uh, a company with an awesome soundtrack as well in that game. But what really made it so awesome and innovative was the little UMDs which was their memory card but it was also like a yes it also had like this mini gamepad and button controls so you could play these little mini games that and and you could save data on there as well it was really cool it was really cool and cute so like if certain games had certain um umd games that you could play in there and you know whatever you do on that game can uh, you know apply to whatever your process in the actual real game in a 3d game It was just stuff like that. Oh, I should, Rival, you know, Rival Schools, not Rival Schools, Project Justice, which is the sequel to Rival Schools is on air, like stuff like that. Um, Tech Romancer, you know, just so many awesome classic games. And I will tell you this, I would say in honor of, you know, uh, Bernie Stoller, I may, and I haven't done a retro replay, uh, retro replay rundown, uh blog in a while but i think i may in honor of him because oh my god the dreamcast is so near and dear to me in terms of like game consoles and game experiences that i've had it's just it's it i don't know what it is but it just you know it was heartbreaking when they stopped and thank goodness sega is still around to you know be a game publisher and somewhat development company as well but man that dreamcast was everything i just i i don't know if they realize how impactful that game really was and what he the the contribution that he brought into the industry and the history of it you know i really do hope that before he left that he realized he did because that it's a strong cult classic it is a powerful cult classic in the world of gaming uh his funeral took place recently on the 27th of june of uh, this month and um no real news as to um uh, the cause of his death or anything to that nature but nonetheless uh what a legend thank you for your contribution to that and my goodness um thank you for the years of enjoyment for that one but yeah stay tuned i am gonna do a i'm gonna do a top 10 run uh retro replay rundown of the top 10 of my top 10 favorite dreamcast games that i've ever played whether it be it japan or or in america i'm just gonna put it on air in honor of this guy and you know it, it's just truly awesome thank you thank you thank you for that so all right and other news we are going to talk about the latest nintendo direct mini showcase that was out and there was a lot of news I, I, again this was uh running about like a half hour so i guess that's the where's their way of saying mini but within it was so much awesome announcements of games that are coming some new some you know cla- some fan favorites that we that are coming to the um, console but they started it off with Monster Hunter Rise and uh, Sunbreak which is out now and I have the original Monster Hunter Rise but I don't I'm confused is this an expansion oh it is an expansion apparently for what I'm reading here I'm reading off um uh, Kota- uh Kotaku this time not IGN just to get the rundown but it is an expansion so you know that's why it's a whole new experience I I I've reviewed Monster Hunter Rise before um I did say it was the best one that I've played because it really did have a more impactful experience than other you know games that I had but at the end of the day I still couldn't get myself really immersed into it and for me to really jump into a some you know an expansion of this I i i can't waste my money and that's not saying that this is a bad thing it's just not my cup of tea to really keep investing in it monster hunter stories was really good though i, I actually probably enjoy monster hunter stories a lot more than i did uh with Sunbreak, break believe it or not um mostly because i like the creation i like the creative uh tools and suite that they have in there because you can. You can really make a cool-looking black uh, character, a character, color on there. But, and the art style was really cool, too. And the battle system was fast-paced and awesome. But, uh, this one is already out now. It just came out yesterday. Just really released yesterday, so you get to play it now. Uh, we talked about games that are played other elsewhere that are coming to the Switch. Um, I'm actually really happy for this one because I never finished this one uh, when I bought it on a ps for the ps4 ps5 NieR automata uh the end of your <laughs> edition um which is now being ported to the switch and that's saying a lot because this is a big game um this is one of square enix's uh monster games man this thing is huge it's like it's this is open world game um the fact that they're fitting this into the switch is gonna be awesome this is not a cloud-based game. And not only that, they're providing you with all of with, with it like every single DLC and everything. And again, this is the reason why I love the Switch. This is why to me the Switch is the best my favorite one of my favorite consoles since um the Dreamcast. Because it does really cool stuff like this. It, it's really it's really awesome. So it is coming very soon. It's coming this year, and it'll come with all the DLC that we did like if you if you bought the original game, but didn't buy all the DLC for it, you'll be able to get it now all in this one. So stay tuned for that. Um, there's no release date for it, but it is expected to be coming out later this year. So um, what else do we have here? Lore- uh, Lorello? I'm reading this wrong. And the in, a, uh, in the Laser Eyes. Lorelle in the Laser Eyes, which is a puzzle game uh made by the developers behind the uh beloved musical a uh, music game uh Sayonara Wild Hearts that's coming in 2023 we get we are getting a new Bomberman game courtesy of Konami not a new Contra game not a new Metal Gear game but we're getting a Bomber game hey I'm not no I'm not dogging Bomberman Bomberman is a classic it's also easy to make in comparison to the other ones, too possibly so um that one's coming out in 2023 as well huge huge announcement from Capcom here we're getting Mega Man Battle Network um the collection their collection series I'm really loving that they're providing all these collection series um this one is no different we're getting all 10 Mega Man Battle Network games on the Game Boy Advance like everything that you got to play and I used to play all these games on the Game Boy Advance there I mean they're pretty they're pretty fun. It's a turn based, you know, battle game, but it's the mechanics and gameplay is very different from what you would play on um, other games. So all ten of these games are going to be on one swoop. This is awesome. I, I may actually pick this up myself because I actually was a fan of the Mega Man Battle Network uh, series. It was pretty cool. So and it's, it is d- very different from the actual Mega Man series. It's like in a whole new universe and everything. Kind of plays on a Pokemon-esque type of vibe as well. So it's really interesting what they did with that. Um, We're getting a remake of a game that I played not too long ago, but I never finished it. And it, it, that was Pac-Man World. Uh, they're, re- they're bringing it back and they're redoing it. it it's getting a whole remake. Uh, the three, it's a 3D platformer uh, version of Pac-Man. And basically, he's going to be saving his entire family, his wife and kids, you know, Miss Pac-Man and, and Pac-Man Jr. and all that such, um, who are all in jail <laughs> and held captive by this evildoer or whatever. It's coming out August 26th. This was originally released, I believe, for the PlayStation 2, maybe, or 3. Um, and now it's being resurfaced, Is optimized to fit, you know, 16.9 ratio and resolution has been remade. Like, they just redid the whole thing. And... I definitely wanna jump on this one. Uh, I, I'm always a Pac-Man fan. I grew up on Pac-Man. I was raised, you know, I was born and raised during the era of pa- actually I was born and raised in the era of Pong when this whole thing started, but that's a whole nother thing. So, and that I'm looking forward to from Bandai Namco. Uh, Blank, which really beautiful looking game is a, like a, uh, what they call is a monochrome rendered puzzle game. Uh, with the gorgeous 3d art in it it's one of these beautiful artistic style games uh this looks awesome this looks really awesome and it's coming out february 2023 um uh, return to monkey island i'm out <laughs> uh, not really a big fan of this but it's a game by ron gilbert uh not to say it is a bad game but it's just you know it's one of those not my cup of teas type of things but the game will be announced um for it will be released later this year so if you're into that and this is another game i'm probably not really into either mario and rabbit spark of hope which is a uh, tactical battle game the reason why i'm not really a fan of this not the actual gameplay or you know the tactical gameplay that they have i'm just not a fan of the rabbits they are just nightmarish looking i I just i've never been a fan of the rabbits just ew (laughs) so this game's coming out october 20th and i know There was big reviews and praise for the original one. I actually did get the original one, but never finished it. I just never got into it. So um, that is coming for that. So if you're a fan of the first one, the second one's coming October 20th. And actually it's been in the eShop for quite a while waiting for a release date. So it's good to know that they finally got it down and it's coming soon. Little Noah, uh, Sean of Paradise, which is a RPG created by the people behind uh, Dragalia Lost and we're getting a really cool art style game and it's out to it's already out now so you can go pick that up um rail grade which is some type of a train simulation game which is coming out in the fall out there we also have rpg time the legend of right which is probably um a really interesting artistic style of rpg everything looks like and you know stationary everything like the art style is everything it's just basically 3d but it's like stationary style a la paper mario if you will uh this is coming out august 18th the probably one of the biggest announcements that they had um was the we got to see a little bit from sonic frontier and it looked from the looks of this the the footage that we saw from nintendo direct looked like the actual gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch, and I say that because the resolution it didn't look as well defined and, and high and highly um it, it didn't have the high resolution that you would see on a PlayStation 5 or or that you've seen in a PlayStation 5 version. But what you did see is that it didn't match up in terms of environment and open worldness to it, it did have that feel, so it looks like we are getting practically the same experience, but not in terms of, you know, graphic power, which is fine. It is absolutely fine. I'm still excited for this and it looks awesome. If that, if what we saw on here was absolutely the actual footage that I'm, I'm really excited cause it looked really good in here. So uh, that is a scheduled to come out holiday season. And by the way, if you got the recent Game Informer which released today, um, as you're, as we're talking, this is July 1st and it actually has the cover of Sonic Frontier on here. And for me, when you get a game, when you see a game on the front cover of a Game Informer or any magazine that you will, or a game magazine, that's usually a sign of good things. Because if there was problems, normally if there's problems with a game, I've rarely seen a game that was put on a cover and there have been some, but I've never seen an actual game that was put on a cover of a game magazine that didn't meet it that didn't meet expectations that tells me that one these guys were well this game informer so they are able to get a little bit more inside and in interaction with certain games and I'm pretty sure that they got their hands on the game a little bit enough to see that okay we need to really check this out because what's going to happen in this game is going to be really cool so that that gives me great hope for what we're about to check out in this game and i'm looking forward to it so this is a definite for me uh in the holiday season because i am a sonic fan i'm not a sonic fan to all the games that have come out now all the games were like knockout of the park to me like some of them were hit or miss um i did just beat generations or no colors i just i finally actually completed colors because colors when i when colors first came out There were some glitching, there were some bugs and there were some issues with it that wouldn't allow people to actually finish the game. And there was a particular stage that had people stuck. And of course it was made by blind squirrel who was responsible for, you know, who played a part in the infamous WWE two K 18 game. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh crap, why, why blind squirrel of all people? But I will give him credit. I played, I re downloaded the game again and played it. And I was able to play it all the way through and actually enjoyed it a bit, not in a way that I would Mario Odyssey in a way, but that's what I'm hoping Sonic Frontiers is is I'm hoping that we get that Mario Odyssey experience from this, that this will be absolutely the best Sonic game ever. I'm hoping on it cause they're doing big on this game with that. So I am, I'm highly excited for what we're about to see. It looks like we're getting you know, Sonic Breath of the Wild pretty much in this thing. So, uh, Disney's coming out with a, another game as well. Disney Dreamlight Valley. Um, not quite sure what's going on in this game. It's just going to involve all your favorite Pixar, Disney and Pixar characters together. And I don't know, it looks like a Sims game. It, it really does look like, it looks like an actual Sims game from what we saw. So, uh, this might be a passover for me. Um, I'm still debating on this game here because I played the demo to this recently. And I, you know, me not being a hardcore, you know, JRPG guy or any RPG guy attack or, you know, turn based RPG guy. Although I like the art style, I like the look of it, it looks awesome. And I like the premise and how this thing's working and going around. Live Alive, which is Square Enix Classic 16 bit super famicon rpg that is finally hitting the us for the first time ever and is all translated in english um it's coming J- july 22nd there is a demo out now for it that you can play a few storylines with it what i did like about it and why i may actually still invest in this is because they added english um not not just translated in english text but there's also voice acting in this there's there's like really stellar voice acting in this and that to me intrigued me enough not to mention I was told that there's a story in here that is involving pro wrestling so that also I may be intrigued with as well so I you know I, I'm gonna reserve my right to do it but like I'm this this game came highly acclaimed by those who played it before those who brought this as an import and you know, I, 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 I'm going to keep playing with it. Check it out and see what I'll see if I'm going to do it or not. But it, I was very impressed with the demo so far. Just I can't I'm not a fan of every single RPG turn based game that's out there, you know, and this is a classic. This is a classic, you know, traditional turn based JRPG type of game, too. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Doramon people who, who know that anime is getting a game as well stories of seasons friends of the great kingdom this is pretty much a farm simulation game with you know the characters from that series in here and um basically they're you know they're meeting up with it they're running into this town and helping this you know group of farmers out and helping them create farms it's, you know if you're i guess if you are into animal um what is that animal kingdom you know if you're going to be into this type of thing because it's, it's kind of has that zen like type of situation too so this is you know bandai Namco is coming out with this and uh this will be out sometime this year as well uh a new minecraft game minecraft legends has been announced and this is an action uh strategy game that will be out later the uh 2023 as well so you know minecraft is still keeping it going there i'm very excited for this next one because I am a fan, one, two things about this game. One, I'm a fan of Akira Toriyama. Two, I'm a fan of this series, but I don't necessarily play the series all the time. Dragon Quest Treasures is a new Dragon Quest game, but this time, which is a spinoff from the Dragon Quest series, but this time, this is an actual action role-playing game, and I've been waiting for them to come out with uh, a Dragon Quest, action RPG. I love Akira Toriyama's work. <laughs> I love Dragon Quest, but when it, it when it gets to that turn-based crap, it was like, I'm, no, I can't. I, I love it, but I, I just can't. So, for those who don't know, Akira Toriyama is the creator of Dragon Ball Z, but he also has, you know, uh, he's uh, contributed his art style to the Dragon Quest series um, for, forever, since day one. And they're all critically acclaimed legendary classics, but I just, I'm not a fan. again. I just talked about this with live alive and I'm just, uh, not ready, but this, this may be up my alley. This I'm, I'm, I'm so down for this. So, um, this is coming December 9th, uh, this year. So I'm looking forward to that. A game that I've never got a chance to play before. I've heard from everybody who's played it over the past couple decades maybe i have seen cosplays of this and i finally get a chance to play it and that is portal companion collection which is both portal 1 and 2 and it's valve's beloved legendary 3d puzzle game and yes this thing is a puzzle this is this is video i, I after now getting a chance to check it out this is video games answer to the Rubis Cube. <laughs> this thing is wild. And I why I say that? Because it's out now and it's only $19.99 for both games. So like $10 for the first one, $10 for the second one. Um, it looks awesome on the Nintendo Switch. It is a first person 3D puzzle. And I finally got a chance to play it for the first time ever. Better late than never, huh? And I see why people like it so much. It is a great brain teaser of a game in some things you will figure out some things you it'll take you longer to figure out in the game and i feel like that like some things i just have to go into youtube to check out to see how it's done because you don't figure out how to do things until and there's some really tricky things that you got to go in to do it and once you get closer it's like 19 stages plus there's some bonus stages also after which too and uh it's a it's a pretty dope game it it's it, I like it because it's one of those games that I think we all should play to keep our, you know, to to maintain cognitive function. With this, it's one of those games like I'm coming from somebody who worked um at a office, a nonprofit, you know, to try to, you know, fight Alzheimer's disease and dementia like situations. This is one of those games that'll make you think. And you need games like this every once in a while to really, you know, get your mind going to see you know to really make you know have these type of methodical games like this so um i do recommend this game to everybody it's you know you just it'll it you really this this is a thinking man's game but it's awesome too and you know i I now see what the big deal is about this game i haven't played portal 2 because i'm waiting i'm at level i'm still at level 15 and that's a big puzzle to figure out and a really crazy puzzle to figure out, but I'm almost done with that. And then I'll get into portal Two. but this is out now for 20 bucks. This is a great deal for a legendary classic. Um, and for me being that this is like a first person type of experience. I didn't mind it. I think is what they did with this is I, I get why this won awards. I get why this is so popular now it's beautifully designed. It is, you know, from a, from a gameplay standpoint, it's, it's just awesome absolutely awesome so it is out now go pick it up um harvestella uh which is a game is it's it's, i think this is like an rpg game pretty much and it's coming out for um which is square enix is coming out with a lot of games man square enix is really on the ball with these games this year um we still got forsaken that is coming out in october as well so for the playstation 5 but um this is like another kind of uh This is definitely like an RPG game here. And this is said to be coming out November 4th um, of this year. So stay tuned for that. But the big I think the biggest news in the one that they waited for at the end was really huge. And for those who've been dying for this, and I knew this was going to come out simply because we talked about this when I reviewed one of the games based on this series. A few um like I'm a year ago back and i knew once because they had this at that game and then and they were able to fit all what they did with that game here that it was no doubt that sooner or later the other ones were gonna follow persona 5 uh series is coming to the nintendo switch not just persona 5 Royale. we're getting persona 5 Royale. we're getting persona 4g golden and persona three portable, which was on the PlayStation, which was, which was on the PSP. So I think this is all coming as a bundle. So if you're a fan of all these, you'll be able to get all of that. I am recently a fan of persona five because I've recently paid persona five scramble, um, a while back and became a fan of that. And then I watched the anime from that point there and i end up following up with persona 5 on the ps5 now i haven't finished it on there but i kind of probably i think possibly because i watched the anime so i kind of knew what the hell was going to happen but i know there's some things on the game that you know hasn't come out but nonetheless it's coming out for the playstation uh probably I mean, not the playstation it's coming out for the nintendo switch along with persona uh gold for golden um i i, I anime i recently just got uh i just started watching uh, a few months ago i started watching that and not only that but you know remember the persona for um dynamax uh uh, what was the fighting game recently came out too so that is an awesome thing that is happening so i you know it's just only a matter of time that they're gonna bring this back but to be but the uh, persona 3 portable is a play is a playstation portable exclusive that is for the first time coming outside of that realm and into the games. This is kind of the same thing like um, Final Fantasy uh, or Crisis Core because Crisis Core was another game that was also from, you know, strictly and exclusively to the PSP or, you know, it was the PSP, not the PS Vita. And it's now coming on to all consoles and everything. So this is awesome. This is absolutely awesome. And uh, this, I believe, all games will be sold separately, but I believe they will be coming out sooner more sooner than later i believe oh actually the date is uh, october 21st so let me tell you this october is going to be absolutely the biggest month for gaming this year there's so many titles that are coming out this year for for um games not just the nintendo switch but all over playstation 5 has ultra, you know extremely great games coming we got uh, gotham knights coming in october we got forsaken coming out in october we got now the persona series coming out we have so many so many so many games that are coming out boy get your pockets ready not only that i still got it, midnight suns also is coming out on the 7th so yeah get ready folks um it is going to be deep it is going to be very deep and of course that that falls into the week of new york comic-con too so that that really plays a factor in that but nonetheless they say this was uh, nintendo direct mini this didn't feel like mini this feel like this was like i guess big fish in little pond i guess if you will but this was a lot to say and this was just a mini so i'm looking forward to the um to the regular nintendo direct because if they're this is their version, if this is what they call mini i can't wait to really get to their next nintendo direct to announce what the, the hell they're gonna be doing next so Ah, great presentation as always from Nintendo Direct. Uh, Nintendo always brings in the goods and then they always bring in the goods of some things that are out today. So I'm always looking forward to that. So awesome, awesome, awesome on that news. So folks, that will do it for this segment of the show. We're going to take a break, come back and I will review Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes and let you know why. If you're a Fire Emblem fan or Warriors fan or both. You definitely want to get into what is possibly the deepest game experience ever in the Warrior series. And we'll do that. Right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics, movies, and games, such as This is Miley Planning in the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter Five. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more. You have reached the final stage of this program and i am here to talk about fire emblem warriors three hopes for the nintendo switch this is of course connected to the recent fire emblem game known as three houses but this takes on a what-if approach to it so the story of this is that you choose to play a male or female character named Shez. well i want to take note that. Yes, both of the characters named Shez because you get to pick whether you want to play as a female or male, but they all carry the same name. However, you can change the name to match your own, if you will. So you can call him, you can call, um, him or her, any thing that you want, you know, you, you can make it any way you want, whatever pronoun you want, whatever like that, so, um, that's how they have it in the game. And that character is a mercenary on a mission to defeat the Asham demon. Uh, they come across three nations: the Azora Glim, the Scarlet Blaze, the Golden Wildfire, and become involved in a conflict that will decide who rules the continent. Depending on which house you choose, determines the outcome of the war. So, also, I would also note that the game provides multiple storylines, uh, different outcomes, and endings depending on which house you pre- uh, represent. So, which means that. There is a lot of replay value to this game. You're going to be playing this game over and over. And this is I've said it all through this episode. This is one of the deepest game experience I've ever seen in any Warriors game, even dating back since Dynasty Warrior. Um, And we'll talk about a lot of that. So let's talk about the features with this. So. All of the tactical properties and fundamentals that you expect to see from the original Fire Emblem series is all in here with the addition of you're just hacking and slashing one to 1,000 people at a time in the midst of this. For You're also gonna be forging bonds, much like you do in the actual Fire Emblem games, giving you a chance to strengthen your connection with members of the nation uh, you work with. Um, you can do this by cooking recipes for them, You can do chores, you can do training, uh, provide gifts, or even spending quality time with them to get to know them better. That ends up leading to a mini dating simulation type of game in here, which helps or weakens your relationship uh, with the members, depending on what answers you choose from it. So which is something that I've never really seen before in any Warriors game before. I've seen this in Fire Emblem. But like I said, they, they a lot of the, you know, the, the properties and, and fundamentals are now placed into this, which makes this a way more deeper experience. And this, again, I say this all the time when I review a Warriors game, a, and I say a Warriors game because all of them say Warriors, it started back in Dynasty Warrior, but you know, when they started, uh, you know, doing the licensing for this and Koi Tecmo and, and G, um, and W Force, you know started using their license to develop games based on certain license titles and other games they also acquired the personalities and the characteristics of the games itself into these dynasty warrior games making it an entirely new experience each time you play a game so it's you know the the biggest trouble with the dynasty warrior series back then was that it was the same game experience all the time with the same exact story so i don't know whose idea was it to branch out of the romance of the three kingdoms storyline and just go strictly into you know anime titles and all these other titles to do it but genius because now you're developing a whole new experience this time you're not going to play the same type of dynasty warrior game or warriors game that you played in other games like this game experience this game experience here is not even like the, the the first uh you know fire emblem warriors game that one is totally different as well you, you're not doing the same things as you're doing here um it's different from Hyrule warriors it's different from one piece pirate warriors it's different from gundam warriors you know what i'm saying like it's it's a whole new different experience and i really appreciate the effort that they put in because i was a dynasty warrior fan since day one you know even before it became one versus 1000 it was a fighting game uh for the playstation one i believe it was an import Uh, no it wasn't an import. it was it came out in the states but i think it did you know i've had so many imports back then I, i i blur out but i i did own the original dynasty warrior game when it first came out and it was an actual 3d fighter game uh fighting game at the time and then when playstation yeah when playstation 2 came out they rebooted the whole entire system to create the one versus 1,000 type of battles, um, gameplay that we now see And when we saw that for the first time, I remember this when the PlayStation 2 came out, it was that game that people really saw how powerful the PlayStation 2 was because you're seeing all these NPCs around in this one stage and you're just battling all of them. At the time when the PlayStation 2 came out, we never seen anything like this now, now it's very common and it's like oh yeah we this is no this is a no big deal to any game console now so uh this is the part i love about this you know is and this is no different but i will say that this what you're doing in this particular game is unlike any warriors game i've ever seen like even hyrule warriors and that you do you do a lot with that game but this one it takes it to a whole nother level um so you have that like you have the mini game part right there. If you achieve perfect conversations that will result in your guild becoming more supportive on the front lines of battle. So you, it's a very important that you create a bond. Like whenever you're not, you know, going to war and doing battle stages, you need to go and start communicating with every member of your guild. Give, you know, you know, just interacting with them at all costs to get them more support from to get them to like you more. It's not easy. And it's very, because it, it's so many people to get. You also got to spend money, not real money, in-game currency that you earn during battles to buy gifts to make sure to, and, and have conversation with people to make sure your supportive level is up. So it, it's it that's a game in its own self. And I actually really enjoy that part of it because it's something I've never done before in a, in a Warriors, any Warriors series game ever. And... It has its importance to it. And then also you get to learn a little bit more about each character that you play or, you know, or you fight by, you know, fight side by side with. So I actually do look forward to that when the game is, when you reach another stage and you got to go through this. And there are a lot of stages and there are a lot of story to this game, a lot. Even when you played the demo, which by the way, the demo is out if you haven't played this game yet, the demo is out, you can go check out for yourself. And I talked about the demo back then, even a demo, provides a lot and, of, you know, content for just a demo. When I saw that I was like, oh, this is going to be big because what I was playing in the demo version was about over an hour's worth of gameplay. <laughs> so it's even more when you actually get the full game, it's amazing. So you can create command. This is another important thing. Creating command strategies and making the right decision is very vital. To whether you win or lose now you can this is something that you could do on a lot of the warriors games when you go into the map you go into the battle map and you just see where everybody's at all oh, your people are at, or whatever like that and you can redirect them to attack certain people while you're you know fighting people and you don't want to swap out to, but they can get there faster so you you know a lot of times in a lot of the warriors games you can do that option and but you don't necessarily always need that option um in this game, they make sure that this is a very pivotal part of your gameplay. And because if anybody's understanding knows Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem is based on tactical battle and strategies. It is a tactical based strategy game. So the tactical based strategy elements have been assimilated into this game. And it's, a, it, it's what makes uh, Fire Emblem such a great game. And also makes Fire Emblem one of the, you know, only really tactical battle games I really enjoy. Like that in Armor Wars, in Desgaia, you know, I don't know why. I like tactical battle games and real-time strategy games more than I do turn-based. It makes no sense. It's like the fact that I hate raw onions and I hate eating onions, but I'll tear up some onion rings. It's that weird. So, um, it, this is kind of the same realm of that. So... You know, creating commands on strategies and building strategies and, 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 you know, tactical strategies is very important to this game. Uh, the ability to swap characters is also something that you're very familiar with with Warrior Games, and this is no different. You know, you once you create a strategy, you can switch on to, you know, the other characters, build up their levels. If their levels is big enough, you can, you know, sweep the whole entire stronghold with everybody with ease in there. And, uh, you know, just a lot of overwhelming things going on during the uh, scenarios there so the class system which is also an awesome thing too gives you the ability to learn a new fighting style that could give you an advantage give you the advantage that you need during battles uh each class provides attacks uh, like attack combos skills weapons and uh i would say even more like um there's dozens of different classes that you could do too like fighter brawler uh archer sniper you know assassin thief there's all these different tacticals each one of them have their own move sets and skills along with it and uh weapons you acquire along the way and you know some of them are great and some of them are not but you can always go into the blacksmith and reinforce and forge your weapon to be stronger and whatnot so it's really it's pretty it like i said this is a pretty deep game like this is if you're an rpg fan or if you're uh rts you know guy or tactical based strata, uh, strategy uh gamer this actually is a really it's really heavy on that base but you're just hacking and slashing when it all when the time comes so there is a and i love this a heavy amount of english dub in this game they spared no expense like there's hours and hours of dialogue in here which i love instead of me having to read the text which you could do at your option but I, this is the part I really loved about, uh, or I really love about fire emblem is that they spare no expense on the acting talent on here. First of all, they got some of the best acting talent on here. And then two, they're just spewing lines after line after line, having dialogue after dialogue, and it just, it's really well done it, they, that in, in the art style, which I think really has allowed me to enjoy this series more i I started playing fire emblem way back during the um the game boy advance and i played it then and somehow i just i was just drawn to it and then every time they come out with another game they evolve the game experience uh visually and you know um and and and, uh mechanically and it just gets better and better and look where it's at now (laughs) So uh, this is the reason why this game is so legend. And this is the reason why I actually did get the original Fire Emblem game. Like I'll never play it, but just out of respect, I I just had to, you know, get it, you know, and plus it was never in America before up until this point. So I, I didn't mind getting it at all out of respect. The replay value is just tremendous here. And um man, like if you if you love Fire Emblem, this is a game for you. Absolutely. You also have the ability. To use your amiibos, which I'm um, got a bunch of them in here, um, to acquire bonus items and weapons. You can use amiibos once per day in up to five amiibos in total. So I loaded it up <laughs> mine like crazy the first time I got like I got money, I got weapons, you know, special weapons, I got um items and whatnot in here. So it's pretty cool. If you purchase the digital version of the game, you will be granted uh it will grant you a visit from an owl every once in a while, who gives you an owl's feather. The owl's feather are, are considered a very popular gift item that will guarantee great uh, supportive results uh, for everybody in the game. Like no matter who you give that feather to, they always give you, you know, double, you know, double love, I would call it, and <laughs> double support in the game too. So um, like just overall, this game is just fantastic. And I haven't even, I, I I've scratched the surface with this game. Like I've actually just—I'm I'm actually almost finished. I played the— uh, which one am I at right now? I am at the Scarlet Red. Um, I'm playing the Scarlet Red. Uh, the, what is it? The Scarlet uh, Red? Oh, no, the Blaze. Uh, the Scarlet Blaze uh, story right now. I still gotta play the Azure Glim in the Golden Wildfire stage. So I'm—I think i I'm, i think I'm at the end, or I'm at at least the other side. But like, this is a deep RPG experience take don't think of this as a regular hack and slash game if you play fire emblem it's giving you fire emblem but if you like the warriors game this is it like honestly i love the original game series but i like action i like you know real time action going on so this is giving me the best of both worlds for me you know so i I love every minute on this so you are you're getting your money's worth with this game no doubt overall this is a tremendous rpg experience the way that i want to play it from that standpoint and you you gotta love it you just you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna enjoy this game whether you're a fire emblem fan or you're you know an action you know base fan There's so much to do. There's so much to love. And there's so much to admire. Just looking at how beautiful this game is and the character design and everything about it. So you don't need a crystal ball to predict the obvious on what grade I'm going to give this game the way I've been talking about this game. This game gets an A plus without a doubt. You know, go out of your way get it. It's all you get, all of this. You get all this game experience, by the way, for $59.99, digital or physical. Uh, I will say like, again, if you get to physical, uh, if you get to digital, you will get a little bit of an incentive, uh, with the owl situation. And owl actually, that, that really comes in handy. So, um, go out of your way, check it out, get it. It is absolutely dope. And folks that will do it for this edition of select start. Uh, just want to give you guys a heads up. This is the 4th of July weekend. And now as this is the 4th of July weekend i am be real with you due to the recent events I am not going to be really celebrating the day but I will be taking off because everybody's going to be you know so cel- you know if people there are going to be people who are going to be celebrating or people who are not going to be celebrating there's people but is we're going to be taking a break for this week in terms of uh the show we're going to come back next week because next week is Thor Love of Thunder. So we're definitely going to cover it there. We'll have a new episode of Select Start as well. So stay tuned for that. There may be a new game that I got to play. I got so many I got to pick. I got over 250 some games <laughs> that I've reviewed on this show. Um, so, you know, you never know. We'll stay here and we'll check it out and find out what new uh, what news are we got in the world of gaming as well. But, yeah, we're going to take a break for the holiday weekend. And um, I just want to say I hope everybody stay safe it's going to be a hot one as always this is july um but i mean really be safe like be safe out there let's keep it peaceful uh i know there's a lot going on in our country and in our world right now so all i hope is that at least even if you're not going to celebrate this weekend you're not going to be barbecuing or you know there's a reason not to really celebrate this independence day if you will because it doesn't really feel independent nowadays for some people for a lot of people to be honest um but if you just do it just take a take a what i call a mental me day you know and do you do something for you do something to make you calm and cool and peaceful and uh just do you but you know do it to the best of your abilities from there so That will do it for me. If you like this episode or all of our episodes, you can check us out on our official website for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live at TalkTimeLive.com. All of our audio episodes like this one here, all of our video exclusive episodes and our blog entries are full of content of, you know, unbox items that you may want to check out some retro um, replay rundown stuff that I'm going to enter that new one in dedicated to uh, the creator of Dreamcast and so much more there. And if you want to subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platforms, you can do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, shout out to all of you on Tumblr over there, and much more. We're everywhere where podcasts are played, especially all major podcast platforms, so folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax Xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live we are out of here take care and have a great and safe weekend people Music for this episode is provided by GameChops. Check out these great chip tune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.